DMVR Draft Pod on this gloomy Friday. Feels extra gloomy. Won't get into that too much. Maybe in some subliminal ways. Presented by DraftKings Sports, like the number one book in all the land. Use that code DNVR for all their amazing offers. J and J with me, Justin, Jake, Rams, Buffs. Whoo! Justin, how are we feeling today? I mean, I, I'm hopeful, I guess. I mean, after oh, the yeah. Broncos game last night, I just <laughs> at this point, I'm like, at least I get to watch a different team. Um, it's mm-hmm. been a rough start, but CSU, they're going to be playing some freshmen. And I think that's exciting because as I've written multiple times, this season's record at this point, it's pretty much out the window. The Mountain West is really bad. So there's a possibility of, you know, making some noise, but Really, the focus is on the future at this point. We're going to get to see some of the highly anticipated young freshmen. And, you know, it's it's kind of exciting. At some point, you just got to focus on on moving forward. And I think that's where we're at with CSU. Jake, you wouldn't know anything about exciting young freshmen and how that's all you have to look forward to. Uh, that's been my life for the last <laughs> three weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, so but, true. But, the football gods have sort of spared me though, because the buffs are on by this weekend. Let's so I get go. a sort of a football cleanse after whatever the hell I experienced last night. This Buffs. is a great slate to be on the buy for, to be honest, like last weekend slate, people kind of hyped it up going in. Cause there were a lot of ranked matchups and it was, it was a decent day, but I, I think this is the, the more optimal weekend. And, it kind of works out that way for me too with CSU playing on Friday. I actually talked about that. Yeah. I miss the old school Mountain West days, Thursday night football and ESPN mm. too. They like owned it. You know, they they had this whole brand and it's just gone out the window. And then you still get to watch the rest of the slate all weekend. It's perfect. Yeah. And Sunday without the Broncos actually sounds kind of nice. And Starting freshman and just having that to look forward to might just be the direction the Broncos go in. We are the only <laughs> podcast in the world that can talk about that exact topic. It's uh, just like the bye weeks, a cleanse for Jake, the draft pod, a cleanse for us all in Broncos country. Just thinking of what could be, um, mm-hmm. even if there's no first or second round picks, we we can we can find options down low actually i haven't seen justin since the romeo dubs breakout this podcast was first justin was first if you listen to us you would own him in every dynasty you're an owner in like i do thank you justin amazing call we always knew he was a better pick than watson look at that i'll say this if romeo dubs wins rookie of the year i might be taking a little vacation based on uh some bets i took uh, just some early flyers Mm. i just i love his I love his potential and it made sense. You know, they, they needed a guy that could be effective in the red zone and stretch the field. That's what he did his entire career at Nevada. It's a perfect fit. So, you know, it was just seamless. I'm, I'm glad it's worked out though. Cause sometimes it, it seems perfect on paper and for whatever reason, it just yeah. doesn't come to fruition, but it's, it just seems to be a, a perfect situation with him out in, in green Bay. Yeah, no kidding, man. He's been impressive. He actually was this close to having another bomb last week in the, against the Patriots. And you're right, like Green Bay is good about finding those later round wide receivers, but they rarely break out as like rookies. right away. Yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Um, but talking about perfect combinations, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams have been really impressive. 
um, to start the season at USC. Our Pac-12 insider, Jake, was kind of telling me, like, dude, did you see what Caleb Williams did this last weekend? And my God, have I now. Um, So that's how we open the podcast. It's a classic. Um, Every single year, we feel like the guy coming up next is the real stud. Um, But boy, does that feel like the case, Jake. I'll let you break it down more. I guess I'll intro it this way, though. Feels like the arm talent is at CJ Strout's level and the feel and ability to like improvise and never be dead in the water is Bryce Young-esque. Um, and to have both those things in one guy is scary right now. He is playing on a different planet. Um, <clears throat> so far, 1,402 yards, 67% completion, 12 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. He's also added three touchdowns on the ground. Hasn't done much in terms of running the ball, but as you said, that arm was on display last week. Um, They only played Arizona State. So I don't blame you if the listeners Mm -hmm. don't even know what I'm talking about with this game here. Yeah. But you got to go back and watch. There's a throw when USC is backed up. I think it's third (laughs) quarter. They're backed up near their own goal line. And the pocket is literally collapsed. Mm-hmm. You can almost not see Caleb Williams. And then you just see him jump in the air a little bit and the ball just floats straight up. It looks like this. It's literally Mahomes like it's stuff that he does where it's like almost no, 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 no. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Cause that was exactly what happened. And it hits is just Jordan amazing. Addison on the outside yes. shoulder at the sticks. Um, yes. It's a jump pass that, yeah, it looks like the first interception Russ has on Thursday night where it's like, what? He's just like sending it. Um, And it's a safety for 95% of quarterbacks in the world, all levels. And yet he pulled that out of his ass. I love the touchdown throw, maybe second quarter. And it's, he's running backwards and to his right. And he throws it. It's like a fadeaway throw, you know, like a fadeaway jump shot and across his body and he hits like the Mm -hmm. tight end on the money leading him perfectly uh for maybe their second touchdown of the game arizona state had him under siege his ability Mm -hmm. to like wiggle out of pressures insane and then he was making yeah those mahomes like impossible throws it was wild the 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 way he tightrope the sideline he was i don't know which quarter and when it was it was later in the game he's rolling left Right-handed quarterback, rolling left. He is at the sideline, literally like inches away from going out of bounds. Flips his hips and just guns it to the sticks. I think I can't remember who it was. It was I think it was Williams or Addison. Just right at the sticks. Just amazing arm strength. Right on the target. This dude is an absolute stud. So let me ask you guys this. Is Jordan Addison your wide receiver one at this point? Mm. Hmm. For me, yes. I mean, he, me, he already yes. won the Bolitnikov. It's not yeah. like this is out of nowhere. I mean, how many? I was thinking, how many times has a guy who won the Bolitnikov and had a Heisman finalist at quarterback improved his quarterback the next season? Like, dude, this is wild what we're seeing. It's really insane. And man, he's, you know, Bowdy has so much more raw natural talent. He yes. also has. Like, it's not just the inconsistency on tape, but I mean, just in preseason, you were mentioning the drops, you know? Um, So like even his on-field 
ability and scouting report is going to be uh, skewed by all the big plays he's going to make. He's going to make some some plays that really leave you, um, let you down. And Jackson Smith and Jigba hasn't played. Uh, we have Zay Flowers, in. Boston College. He's going off, man. Got those royalties, Jake. Those royalties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Zay Flowers. I mean, the TCU kid is insane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Quint Quentin Johnson. Say his name. Quentin for Johnson. Okay. Yes. The the guy that the Buffs held to like three receptions and twenty two yards. That one. There yes. you go. He looked another size on the field with the Buffs secondary. Um. So credit to them for actually tackling him. But to answer your question, yeah, he is to me, and his comp is kind of hard to find because he's smaller than most of the like true route running savants you have in the NFL. Like even Judy, he's smaller than Judy, smaller than Diggs. He's smaller than Justin Jefferson. He's smaller than like prime Adam Thielen. He is bigger than like um, Randall Cobb. Um, I wonder if more athletic Hunter Renfro is something I was trying on this morning. Um, but I, I, the guy's field, the guy's hands, the guy's toughness, um, his wiggle, it's really impressive, man. He's one of those guys where you say, I don't want a full NFL roster of these dudes or we're going to get bullied around. But I want a couple guys like this because in spite of his size, he makes it all work. Well, it's kind of like Devontae Smith at Alabama. I mean, he's mm, not physically great imposing. Comp. He's yes. you know, he's not looking in the mirror. You know, you're not gonna be like, oh my God, this guy's a freak, but he just always seems to be open. And if, Ooh, you, if always. you're always open, mm-hmm. there's it's there's room for you in the NFL. I mean, it's Renfro, and I, I took everything to not get a you know, Renfro's sneaky athletic in there, but I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Addison has just been so impressive and it's been a very large, consistent body of work in which he's done yep. it now and multiple styles of play and yeah. different types of quarterbacks. And if you're a GM, I mean, plug and play. Point. This kid's going to be fine no matter where he lands. It's a great point. He's also able to make an impact at all three levels. He catches these screen passes. He's upfield so mm-hmm. quick. He's got the speed to win deep. He's done that multiple times. He's confident enough in his routes and his hands to win intermediately. Just an absolute stud. Um, also, shout out Jacob Cowing at Arizona. This guy is someone to watch out for. Yes. If you guys haven't watched him. Great name. Yeah. The Pac-12 is fun this year. Like, it's not Very really fun. fun. Yeah. I don't know if they have a true title contender at this point, but I think top to bottom, Look, man, USC's offense is fun, but that defense still has some legit holes in it. Yeah. As many turnovers as turnovers. they force, the physicality mm-hmm. gap in the trenches, they think, is still going to be significant, if even if they make it. Oh. But uh, Honestly, that might be my biggest takeaway from watching Caleb Williams is as absurd as he is, as, like, at this level, Jordan Addison's, like, fucking illegal. Um, that O-line for USC that has some prospects on it is not going to be able to hold up uh, when when the going gets tough. They're just like even against Utah and Oregon, it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see what yeah. happens. If Washington State, that front seven that Washington State yes. has this yes. weekend, yes. Dayon Henley yes. getting in yep. there, yep. that's going to be a fun game. Yeah, great point. Um, that's going to be trouble. And Williams, I mean, he does still have those 
you know, I, I love how much he's improved from Oklahoma and his decision-making, but he has that to his game. Like it's not always steady Eddie. He's going to make, I mean, that throw we described as great as like a jump passes from the end zone that gets you a converts a third and 10. Holy shit. We just described a jump pass from the end zone that floated in the air for like 20 <laughs> seconds. Like that I is, think it's picked. We're yeah. just railing on him for 10 minutes. Of course. I know. Yeah. The same goes with the fadeaway cross body, like dime. Like if that, if the placement on that is just off, if it's a little behind, um, you're completely screwed. It's, it's uh, Arizona state's right back in it. They're probably having to come from behind from the second half. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting. If he was draft eligible, he would be QB one for me. Um, I don't think that's too much of a hot take, but like with quarterbacks, we are fading into it's those plus plus traits. It's like how much are you dripping with gravy? And holy shit, he's like a full mm-hmm. on. He's like the KFC warehouse of gravy. Like he's <laughs> just like industrial tubs. Um, that 20 pounds is significant too between oh. him and Bryce. Like I still think Bryce is yes, the most sir. polished quarterback in college football, the most composed guy when the game's on the line. Like he's just proved it time and time again. Here, here. Love his arm. But he's slight. Like he's legitimately tiny. Yes. And you see it like when he takes these hits. And granted, it's only a sprained AC joint this time. Thank the Lord. Who knows but, though? That can be a nagging injury, you know? That's you know. I think that people are kind of looking at it as like, oh, he'll be back there in two, three weeks. Sometimes it's more like five, six. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but especially in the NFL, I mean, with Tua, I I saw you know some people talking about the, how he, on that hit he took, he weighed 135 pounds less than the defensive lineman bringing him down. Josh That's Tupu, the difference between you. a grown man and like a toddler. Yes, so, it is. Yes, it I is. mean, you you have to factor this type of stuff in. I mean, that's like that's how much I weighed when I started at BSN. Um, yeah. Like that's it's Andre at mid twenties difference. Um, no, and he's like more slender than maybe all of these small guys. He's certainly way smaller than Russ. He's probably like Kyler's size, but Kyler is one of the most elite athletes we have ever seen at the position. And shit, I mean. If I think Caleb Williams at USC isn't sustainable, Kyler is not sustainable in the NFL. Like that dude is, they are living on the wild side if they expect him to be like full blown Barry Sanders mode. Um, It's insane. That team's got issues, dude. Yes. Um, Yes. They gave Kingsbury an extension. Uh, It's crazy. Is that, do you agree with me, Justin? That was because they were worried like Texas might come after him or yeah, something? Yeah, that had to be that like insane. they were worried about a top tier college program yeah, taking him. Right, and right. knowing Kingsbury probably would have done it because I think he's smart enough to get out while his yeah. stock yep. is still high. Right. But they threw enough money at him to where it's like, all right, well, you can't just fire me, I guess. And if you do, you're going to have to pay it out. So I'll do it. But it's That's kind of one great. of the worst run teams in football. Like watching them yes, they are as, as frustrating yeah. as watching the Broncos is they're completely frustrating in a different type of way. There's just no structure. It's all right, go play backyard football. And it's worked out to a couple of wins for Arizona so far, but it's, they're going to have like that two or three game stretch where everything compounds and it all falls apart. Yeah, I mean, we we can dog on Kingsbury all we want, but honestly, Steve Kimes got to be held responsible at some mm-hmm. point. This guy drafted Josh Rosen, had to move on immediately yeah. to Kyler Murray, and this is where the Kingsbury stuff all came from. So it's just been compounding mistakes for the Cardinals, and it starts at the top, I think. 
Um, this is a guy, I mean, really after Carson Palmer, what have the, what have the Cardinals done besides get fortunate enough to land King, uh, Kyler Murray? Yeah, no, I mean, nothing. And Cliff, frankly, um, like even that was a, a big swing and it's, it's worked out as well as any decision they've made in the last 10 years. Um, okay. So, and yeah, I want to get back to what Justin was saying. I think that injury for Bryce is huge because to this point, it was just a talking point. Like, yeah, he's really small. Um, but you could kind of say what I was saying when Kyler was coming out, which was like, dude, he's so like wiggly. He never gets squared up on. Like you watch Kyler at Oklahoma. They never squared him up. Though that's where that national semifinal against uh, Alabama and I think Quinn and Williams buzzed him in the air a couple of yeah. times. And it was like, oh, okay, against NFL athleticism, he might get squared up. Um, and this will be part of the narrative for Bryce. For other quarterbacks, other prospects, it's not going to matter as much. For him and the size being the number one thing you got to talk about, it's like... Especially when Stroud is the other guy. And it's yes. like, well, do we go with him? or And Levis know? for some. Like, uh, Kuiper yeah. has Levis ahead of him. There are some... It's... It's wild, but since we're on the quarterbacks and since last night was such a bummer, um, low-end options in this 2023 class that is absolutely loaded at the edge and at quarterback, those are like really the strong points of G's after Baron Browning that I saw last night. I think they might be okay if they can get just get healthy at the edge, but that was the, wild. The team is dying. Yeah, yeah, the team the is dying. The team is dying, Jake. Yes, indeed. Um, so let's talk about cheap quarterback options that might be out there this draft um, and kind of our, our sneaky favorites. And Jake, you you kind of came up with a surprise one before we went live. You didn't tell us who it is, so I'm going to yeah. start with you because uh, I, I really got to hear this. This guy is ranked... Number 469 on the Pro Football Network Mock Draft Simulator. Let's His go. name, Dorian Thompson Robinson at UCLA. Oh, oh, wow. Did you watch what this guy did to Washington on Friday night last week? I mean, just an absolute beast. He's His progression from freshman year to now is yeah. off the charts. He's playing at a, such a high level right now through the ground and the air last week against UCLA, 24, 33, 315 yards, three touchdowns, no picks added 10 carries on the ground, 53 yards and a touchdown, including jumping straight into the stratosphere to hurdle a man. And then doing that Lamar Jackson goal line juke on Washington, making two players collide at the goal line. This guy is unbelievable. That was disrespectful, man. That was some like, and one Gatorade commercial type stuff. It didn't even look real. You guys were going off during that game, and I didn't want to chime in and be like, I mean, he's throwing through some wide open windows. You know, I'm I'm trying to not be that guy in my older age. But that would be the question is, wh- where is he in tight windows? Um, yeah, I mean, something he's got to work on, but just the progress. I'm so impressed by his progression because it's true. It's a great point. Go back two years ago. I was dogging this guy on this podcast. I mean, he was making some boneheaded plays and he's really seemed to iron some of that out even against Colorado. I mean, I know it's Colorado, but he was just on fire all game against the buffs. Um, and it was really no contest. They, they just don't have anyone that can hang with him. That's a great name. I love that you threw that out there. And I mean, this week we'll get into it against Utah. 
huge man, mm-hmm. huge ability to really prove himself. Clark Phillips, the corner for Utah coming off three yes. interception game. He's like yes. in the mix for CB one insane player. Um, Justin, who would you have or thoughts on DTR? Well, I'm I'm just glad you brought up Utah because if we're going late options, I'm big oh, on Cam Rising. Oh. I just I think he's poised, man. I know that that throw against Florida that cost him was brutal, but I just I think he does everything you like at him. I think he gives you just enough mobility to open things up, you know, out of the play action. I think he's got a good arm. I like his decision making most of the time. And he just feels like a guy that you could you know, land in the fourth, fifth round, not necessarily have to invest extremely high in. Although we'll see. I mean, if Utah goes on a run here, I could definitely see his stock rising. But no, ha, good work. Good not work. even intended. But <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm big on uh, the Utes quarterback. And I, I think Utah still wins the Pac-12 despite all of the, uh, the USC hype. Mm, I, I like that. That's spicy. I wonder what those odds are right now. Um, That'd be that'd be a good note while we do the DraftKings read in five minutes or so. Um, geez, there's so many options. Obviously, my bay, Brandon Armstrong, who is not playing the way he was last year. Extremely disappointing. Love that uh Talia at Maryland, Tua's brother, is starting to get the the hype train um back. But we're gonna I, go ahead, Jake. We're gonna have a Michael Penix conversation at some point too. Leading the nation in passing yards, am I correct? Yes, um, yes. at least per game, I think. Um, which no is total. wild. Total. Well, there you go. You know, guys like Jaron Hall, we've talked about on the pod. Hendon Hooker's had a really good season. I would go Cam Ward, though, and he's far from been super consistent. Um, yes. but the Washington State quarterback who himself has a big matchup this weekend going up against USC and Caleb Williams. Um, I just love the quick twitchness. He's got that. He's got like, he's kind of poor man, Zach Wilson, but I think maybe a better decision maker and probably not as many wow throws. Um, and he, you know, it's just those quick hips. He gets it out quick decision maker. Those quick hips really translate as a runner or being elusive in the pocket. I think his stock has actually picked up quite a bit. Um, his touch is impressive. His touch With guys is in his impressive. face. Like mm-hmm. there were multiple throws in that CSU game where he had Mo Kamara in his face. By the way, future draft prospect Mo Kamara at CSU. Yep. Mm-hmm. He he's an it's NFL edge. He's yep. a stud. But there were a couple of times where Mo was in his face, and it doesn't even look like he can see the receiver, and he drops it back shoulder, you know, in the corner of the end mm-hmm. zone or on the sideline, puts it exactly where it needs to be. Yeah. His escapability, as as Dre mentioned, is for real. I, I was going to go with Cam Ward as well. He actually feels like kind of a, a natural quarterback you would bring in behind Russell Wilson, just in terms yeah. of yeah. like it, your offense wouldn't really skip a beat. Very similar stylistically. But yeah, I'm, I'm in on Cam Ward. I will say the Oregon game hurt me. Some really bad decisions down the stretch that cost them in a oh, major way. They had the upset because there. I bet on them. Yeah. But you had it. You, you're up double digits. You had it. And he threw some unnecessary balls that really hurt them. So he's going to have to prove himself. But I uh, I sneaky like Wazoo this weekend. So keep an eye on him. Mm. Uh, Cam Ward, I mean, I'm with you guys. He's 
He actually kind of reminds me, Dre, of a less athletic Kyler Murray, just yes. in terms of yep. how he kind of runs around behind the line of scrimmage and stuff. Um, he's obviously not nearly as as athletic as Kyler because he's just on another planet. He he has some weird moments though. Last yes, week against does. Cal, um, he threw two interceptions, and both of those interceptions were kind of just like heat check interceptions. I mean, the guy was dealing in the game, but yeah. uh the second one in particular, it was almost it was very Kyler-esque, honestly. It was like running around, I don't know, five, ten seconds after the play. He was near the goal line and he just throws it back across and it's just straight to a guy. It's just I mean, you can't say anything other than but like a heat check because that's what it was. He was dealing and then just it's like, ah, I'm just going to see if this can make it into. And it it didn't. So uh, <laughs> iron that stuff out and I'm on board. But uh, not to excuse can... it, but the receivers are very meh. Like yes. they, they weren't even really creating that consistent of separation against the CSU secondary. Just throwing it out there. Valid points. I guess we're saying watch the Pac-12 to find uh, low end quarterbacks. Here. They've been great. They have been. They have been. And you said we need to have a Michael Penix conversation as well. Um, mm-hmm. We need to have a conversation. I don't know if you guys aired your gripes on our college football betting yet this season. I know you'd mentioned Jesus. wanting to do that, do that but it's uh, it's been weird. And um, we so what we need here, we've decided, is a college football committee just like the actual committee, only not corrupt ADs that are trying to push their own agendas and um, just a, a service to the people. Only our final four is determined on ATS records. That's against the spread uh, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. No, I can't. They didn't buy this, this segment. We're just having fun with it. And um, yeah, so there you go. If the If the committee did have to go against the spread, they would have some amazing candidates. Um, and uh, we just wanted to have fun with it. There are only five programs in all yep. of Division One who are undefeated against the spread. That's Kansas, uh, James Madison, which, wow, what a Cinderella story that is mm-hmm. with Todd Santeo at quarterback. Insane. I probably would have lost so much money if someone told me I had to bet on James Madison every week because I am not a Santeo believer. Southern Miss, Texas Christian, who of course Jake saw cover one of their one of those games, and Arkansas State. Um, just incredible. And you have some great teams with just one loss against the spread, like Bama, Minnesota, Utah, Washington State, who we just talked about, Wake Forest, who's been a great team to bet on, even Washington. So uh let me hear it, boys. Who uh who are your faves here against the spread? Your 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 gripes to air, I don't care about. I want to hear who are the winners. Well, we're we're pro Kansas on this pod. And Kansas has are. been one of the few teams this Rock country shocking. that's actually been pretty friendly to me. Currently five and zero against the spread. Incredible. Going against TCU this weekend, so something's got to give there. One of those teams oh, you know, is not going to cover. But what this is a this is like I always yeah. talk about in the playoffs. A lot of it, you have regular season matchups that are like quarterfinal games. This is like a quarterfinal game for our ATS playoff rankings, man. This mm-hmm. is huge. Kansas, if they win, they're home dogs currently. If they win, they're going to be the first team in the country to become bowl eligible, which would be just an wow. epic story. Wow. Holy cow, which like is a legit big goal for them. 
And yeah, and yeah. it's their third straight sellout. This is this Kansas turnaround is everything that we love about college football. It is. It will unfortunately it end with everything we hate about college football when a bigger uh-huh. school comes in and takes Leopold. And I have oh, my own man. gripes about the way we cover this, like how that's the only thing anybody talks about, not focusing on the fact like we can't just enjoy this Kansas season. We have to talk about the end before it even comes. But uh, I'm all in on the Jayhawks so that they would definitely be in there for me. And uh, I'm, I'm all in on K-State as well. So the people listening in Kansas, they're Ooh. like, pick a side, you asshole. But no, I refuse. <laughs> I have to cover bad teams. I get both of your Kansas teams. K-State is the ultimate example of a backfield I trust because uh, Martinez and Deuce Vaughn, right, are just like an amazing backfield. And then draft-wise, their edge rusher, Felix, and uh, Anudike Uzoma, I think, he's been unreal as well. So, um, yeah, K-State is fun. Love that. I mean, I've been on the James Madison train. I know, Dre, that you said you've been, uh, I guess, hesitant with Senteo. Oh, man. Um, I've been on him, man. Uh, Going back to Kansas, though, just something that I've heard a lot about them is I've seen a lot of people just on like Twitter and stuff going, oh, they've only beat West Virginia, they beat Houston, they beat Duke. But when you're 5-0 and against the spread, I don't care who you're playing. I mean, you're obviously mm-hmm. outplaying odds makers' expectations. Um, I mean, say what you want, I guess, about that. I know it's not like real football, but uh, I think it's a great barometer. On TCU, though, I mean, this team has been – I mean, they're on fire. They're – they're a very yeah. good team and they came into play Colorado and they've only proved it since they're very explosive offensively. Colorado's actually hold, held them to their lowest points total to this point, at, which is crazy. Insane. Uh, absolutely crazy. But yeah, the Horned Frogs with Garrett Riley at offensive coordinator, oh. Lincoln's younger brother. All aboard the Garrett Riley train. I remember being high on TCU in the, in the preseason. Everyone thought I was crazy. That great call by me. I'd almost forgot. Um, James Madison, the thing was, I was looking at that roster. This team's here to stay. There's a lot of red shirt sophomores. And if they can merely like repeat the success of Centeo, they'll be golden, which you'd think after this season is possible. And Justin, they can't make a bowl this year. What's, what's their deal? Yeah. They're, they're ineligible for the postseason because the NCAA has some stupid rule when you jump up a, a division that there's like a trial period, essentially, it's it's essentially to discourage people from trying. Um, they, yeah, they need it's to have lame. A trial. Meanwhile, Colorado and Colorado State are here, just barely hanging on to any type of, I don't know, call to call themselves a football team at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really true. I think um, no thanks on the free trial that just popped up. Um, Kansas would have to be in there. Texas Christian would have to be in there. Kentucky early on would have been very high yes. in my rankings. I, I think Another now we got a loss the, last yeah. weekend. We got to pump the brakes. Um, yeah, Cam Ward, Will Levis has been a, a, a little risque to bet on as well. Um, Bama would have been in there. They're four and one, but the Bryce the Bryce injury scares me. Um, I also think. You know, right now the book, just like Georgia, you don't you don't know what Bama you're gonna get. Wake to me would be in there. I would have given a lot of love to Minnesota until last week as well. But um, so I think Minnesota, Utah, yes, please do. UNLV at four and one. They're Mm -hmm. legitimately dynamic on offense. They're explosive. They're balanced. They might win the Mountain West. 
Like they, wow. they've looked like the best team coming out of the West. They play a big game against San Jose State tonight, actually, that I'm very intrigued to see because San Jose State's defense has been awesome. Their front seven is stacked. It's going to be an opportunity here. UNLV is uh, road dogs in it. I, I like UNLV to pull the upset. And then after that, if they hit, they'd be five and one against the spread. Wow. Yeah. After that, they play Air Force and Notre Dame too. So this team, if they if they can get momentum rolling and get through San Jose State and carry it through October, the Rebels might be a top twenty five ranked team. Um, I want this to talk about Oregon. I want to talk about Oregon State though. They're four and one against the spread. They didn't cover uh, last yes. week. Um, I can't remember who they played off the top of my head right now, but even when they played USC, Utah. I mean, that line Utah. Um, yeah, I mean, Utah kind of took it to them. As as Dre mentioned, uh, what's his first name, Drake? Clark? Cam Phillips, the corner? Cam Phillips, yep. Cam Phillips. Um, as you mentioned, three picks, but you uh, Oregon State is really struggling at the quarterback position right now, and that's why Utah kind of took it to them last week. But you go back a few weeks in that USC game, it was a 14-17 game that they lost. They, they were in position to win that game at one point. Um, they've just been a really solid team on both sides of the ball. They're, they're, they have legitimate speed on offense. I've said that multiple times across multiple shows. But this Oregon State team has legit speed. They're fun, too. They're just like a fun team to watch. They're physical. They do some dumb college football stuff, but they, they are a, an enjoyable watch. New Mexico, 3-1-1 one one against the spread. Rocky long defense. I've actually done pretty mm. well betting on the Lobos so far this year. Mm. I mean, you guys kind of make me optimistic for some turnarounds that could be coming. You know, you forget about it, but in college football, it can it can happen. It's not that impossible. You Plus, need the right hire. You do. Right hire, right place. Um, UNLV plus 650 to win the Mountain West. Wow. That's great value, especially given that they just they don't have that many hard games left in San Diego State and Fresno State, who you projected to be at the top of the West have really struggled. So they've, they've got a nice little path to the play, uh, to the Mountain West title game. They got to get through San Jose tonight. If they can, they're going to be in a great position. Love that. Um, all of this at DraftKings Sportsbook, all these lines, all these odds, they've got you covered on the NFL and God, what a glorious Sunday it'll be of NFL where the Broncos can't like ruin a parlay of yours. Um, I know, I know our boys here get, get themselves in trouble like that. As do I, as do I, um, Jake's SGP yesterday, 10 legger eight hit. So my guy knows ball. My guys knows ball. Don't worry, Justin. It was ruined by the first quarter with a Naheem Hines injury, just Dude. impossible to hit. Oh, okay. even Hold matter. on. We were never even alive, Jake. It's okay. We too. <laughs> We had him in our massive SGP at four plus receptions. This guy gets targeted twice on their opening drive, catches one of them. I'm feeling amazing. And yep. then right when he gets up after a run, um, it's we don't have to talk about it. But my God, I was I was the, um, the roller coaster of emotions in that drive were out of control. Yeah, it was rough because everything else, they really drew it up perfectly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, where right now new users can get um, bet $5 on any NFL team to get win 200 in free bets if they do. Um, in addition, 
everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlay. Sometimes they'll give you the money back when it, the two legs don't hit for you. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. They've always, uh, they're, they're just the goats, man. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DMVR to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We got a bye week this weekend. If you're a Buffs fan, the Rams play Friday night, so they're not in action this weekend either. No Broncos game. What are you going to do? Hit up Breckenridge Brewery. It's their birthday. Mm. 32 years young. Head on over to Breck Brew. Who's on a weekend long hoot nanny? It's just hoot fun nanny. to say hoot nanny. Sure is. Kick off this is the, the last weekend. We, get, we don't get the straight <laughs> hoot nanny. Oh uh, man, bummer. That's true. Anyways, if you want to go to that hoot nanny <laughs> where they're going to have live music, food, beer, duh, games, and more, it's going to be the eighth and ninth at their Littleton location. They've got national acts like the Spin Doctors coming, local favorites like Railroad Earth. Hey, that's actually really really cool. Stay tuned. For everything DNVR for Hootenanny giveaways leading up to this weekend, check out the link in the description or visit breckbrew.com for more details on tickets and artist lineup. I've been to a couple concerts over at the farmhouse now, and they're epic. They do it right. They've got a lot of water for everybody. They they have plenty of options to get your beer so you don't have to wait in long lines. Truly a great experience. Check it out and check out the Breck Beer Locator to find the closest liquor store near you that sells all of the awesome Breck beers on yeah, the, uh, the menu this fall. Boom. It's pick time. Justin mentioned it. Week six, really nice slate. We all don't have to work on Saturday. It's kind of glorious. Um, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner um, of the NFL and uh, uh, of the sports of this here podcast and the provider of all the lines that we use. I'm going to start at Tennessee at LSU, um, Hendon hooker. We just, we got to see how, how far can a star soar? They are three point faves here. And I smell some cheese here. I think the book thinks LSU is going to pull this off. Um, but it's in the morning, in the morning, 10 AM at LSU, doesn't scare me as it does at night. Justin uh, nodding his head. He gets what I'm talking about. Uh, picks, boys. Justin, start us off. I like Tennessee. I think it'll be a wonky game, but we've seen enough consistency out of this offense to believe that they're for real. Mm-hmm. Nighttime and Death Valley agreed. That scares me. Everybody gets to you know day drink. They get to get rocking out in Baton Rouge. 10 a.m. I don't feel quite as scared, yeah. and I just I'm going to take the talent. So I'm taking Tennessee. He talked me into made, it, Jake. I made a well. Here, here you go. I made a vow against my or for myself after week one that debacle against Florida State that I will not be putting any more money on LSU. Let's go. So sticking with that, I am going also Tennessee minus three. I can't even. I mean, I would like to. I guess throw maybe a little bit on the money line, but I'm not allowed to do that. Great people stand by the betting limitations they put on themselves. And Jake, I'm proud of you. That's a mature move. Thank you. Um, Kansas at TCU. The committee is watching this game closely. Big one for our national championship ATS rankings here. Justin, you sound really dialed. Jake, you've watched the Horn Frogs, Horn Frogs live. 
I think we might have a split ski in the room. Justin, are you betting with your heart or your mind, though? That's the big question here. A little bit of both. Uh, I think think Kansas can cover six and a half for sure. At home, sold out crowd. The atmosphere is going to benefit them. Yes. Daniels has been really solid for them at quarterback. There I say the better quarterback. I also really think that Kansas's defense is is for real. It's one of the better ones in the conference. Not that that says much in the Big 12, but they're competent enough to keep you in the game. TCU, they just they have the better athletes at the outside or on the outside, I should say. That makes me a little bit worried. I do think TCU's the better team. I don't know though. Kansas, an opportunity to be the first bowl eligible team, plus 215, sold out crowd. I'm rocking with Kansas. I knew it. I knew it. Jake, Jake, what are you doing? I mean, I'd love to take TCU here, but I look at this over under at 68 and a half, knowing that this is a big 12 game and there's probably going to be tons of scoring as both of these teams have been able to manufacture to this point. So I'm going to oh. go on the Jayhawks too with that six and a half, I think. Wow. This is, this is fun. Um, okay. I guess I'll go against the grain because any consensus pick, usually we're wrong. I'll take TCU, but I love the arguments you are making, and I tend to think Kansas has the bigger quarterback, and they're a home dog. Home dog with better quarterbacks, sign me up. I'm all in. Again, Mm -hmm. that's why you should be betting on TCU. If it's too good to be true, guess what, kids? It is too good to be true. Yes, yes. Arkansas at Mississippi State. Holy shit. Is the pirate back? Is the pirate back? My people. I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, I the too. air, I'm just rooting for all air raid teams all the time at this totally. point. Totally. Mike Leach is fun. This is going to be one of the more fun games at this point. Um, I'm a little bit hesitant on Arkansas. I think we've seen them waver a couple of weeks now so that they, you know, they need a bounce back performance here. Part of that is, you know, I just, that pick that KJ Jefferson threw, against AM was just so frustrating and unnecessary. I just, again, kind of like Cam Ward in that Oregon game. It was just like, what do you, you don't, why? You don't need to make that throw. Um, but I'm, I'm back in Mississippi State at home. Just Man. nine point spread here. Nine point for Sippy. I'm just saying they, they cover. I'm not saying that, you know, they take the upset, but I like Mississippi State to cover. Well, they're laying nine. Oh, yeah. they're nine? They're nine point yes. favorites. This oh uh, this one's this one's stinky, but it's almost stinky the other way where you might be right, Justin. The fact that it feels horrible to lay nine on Mississippi State is what should make you want to lay nine. <laughs> the book is telling you don't trust KJ Jefferson. I love KJ Jefferson. Now, in, in big games, no, I hate him, but to cover a nine-point spread with Raheem Sanders, yeah, I might be on board. Jake, am I crazy? What why is it so hard to bet on college? What are we missing? Uh, Why is it nine? It's it's, it's killer, all aboard, bro. I mean, all aboard the Pirates. Arizona or um, not Arizona. Arkansas has stumbled recently. I mean, they had yeah. that just shit show against Texas A and M a few weeks ago. Oh. Alabama just oh. laid it on them last week. That was the week we lost all the bets late. We were we were actually right, and we just lost it all late. Washington State killed us. Arkansas killed us. It was just like a disaster across the board. Nine that was is one of the so worst tough, weekends though, I've had. 
That was a bad. Was that the Oregon State weekend too? The Oregon, yeah, that's what I. Oregon that's what I Washington capped the State. night off with. Yeah, and then yeah. Kansas State pulled the upset yes. over Oklahoma, and I didn't even hit back because I had it locked up in a yes. fucking parlay. Oh Anyways. man, God. yeah, it's true. We lost every single way you could lose. I feel like we were right about just about every game. We either got we got fucked one way or we fucked ourselves another. It was just amazing. Um, so we I'm taking we, Arkansas plus nine. Ah. Uh, uh god damn it that's what that's why i even put this pick on the board is that's what i wanted to do now you guys literally talked me into mississippi state it's i'm going with mississippi state nine scares me but i just I, I think mississippi state has figured it out offensively what they do in arkansas i think is kind of spinning right now give me a kj bounce back game yeah, I think so too, which is why I just think it's not happening. Okay, Utah at UCLA. I love the Utes in this one. Absolutely love the Utes. And maybe I'm being a complete sucker again. Talk it out. Jake, you're a Pac-12 insider, so you start this one off. I mean, for the case for UCLA here is this team has looked really balanced on offense. They've played well on defense also. I mean, I don't think you have any studs defensively. They're just a solid group. I do wonder if last week against uh, Washington was a bit of a mirage, though. They had a couple of Michael Penix picks mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. I mean, they basically stole pos- they stole possessions from them and were able to capitalize the points. Um, the score, I believe, at one point was 40-16 to 16 against Washington, and Washington rallied late. Uh, they scored on their last drive. So, I mean, maybe it looks more close than it actually was, that eight-point uh, margin. So that being said, I think Utah will be the move. I mean, UCLA at home, unless they get these fans to actually show up, I don't really feel comfortable taking them in this setting. It's it's just Utes favored by three and a half on the road in Pasadena, Justin. And Utah seems too good to be true here. Damn it all. <laughs> I just, Utah's the better team. I think they're, they're so they're tougher much better. in the trenches. Yes. I think they're better coach. Yes. And that's not even a shot at Chip Kelly. I just think Utah's quietly like one of the best coach programs in the country. And we don't give him credit because people don't like Whittingham because he's a little bit prickly. But I, yeah, I'm all in on Utah. They're still the betting favorite to win the Pac 12, by the way, plus 160, USC plus 200. I might literally have to parlay LSU, TCU, Mississippi State and UCLA at this point, guys. Uh, we're either seeing the board so clearly that we're going to go like 7-0 and on these picks or my parlay is going to hit and we'll go 0-7. Because I agree, with, go wrong. I agree with everything you're saying. It just, I, I can't. Okay, Jake, again, Pac-12, we stay with you. Wazoo at USC. We Justin already mm-hmm. spoiled that he's, he's feeling Wazoo. I am too, so there you go. Count. Pound away on USC, I guess. Uh, I mean, I think I normally would take USC minus 13 here. I have taken them in big spreads throughout the season, and they haven't covered, though. So, um, okay. Fresno, they got it, but we needed a Jake Hayner injury, which, like, exactly. um, Shouts shouts to our guy. Hope you're feeling better, Jake. Uh, Okay. Give give me the Trojans. Oh, I'm on the Trojans. On the Trojans. Now they do cover the big spread. Okay. I think they got to cover one of these at some point. So I'm jumping back on. Plus 390. Wazoo on the money line. Just throwing it out there. 
Yeah, I mean, that defense is going to hound him, put pressure. You do worry about what you said about Wazoo's wide receivers. Yes, well, especially against the secondary, and you worry about some of the throws Ward's made against yes. this defense that's shown they can turn over anybody in the country. Ding, ding, ding. Exactly. That's the route to 13. Okay. Now we're talking some sense. But, like, our simple, our, our like, ape minds want to wanna take the dog. Exactly? Yes. Like, I, 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 I do think it's going to be a good game, but I think the talent gap is enough between these two teams where USC, assuming they don't shoot themselves in the foot, and assuming that their offensive line doesn't totally shit the bed against this Washington State defensive line, which does, I mean, they get pressure without they do sending extra guys pretty consistently. So if if they can make Williams throw some of those, you know, prayer balls and they can create some plays, who knows? It could get interesting. I like their secondary as well. But I just, USC has insane receivers. Washington State just doesn't have enough talent at the skill, guys. Yeah, yeah. At both sides of the ball, honestly. All right. It's it's that week. We all circled it in red. It's the dumbass Jimbo going to Tuscaloosa. But Bryce Young is a true game time decision, is the verbiage I see online. And yet the book lane 24 on Bama at home here. Oh, man. Um, I kind of think they keep this close. I do, too. Right. That's what my gut says, that A&M keeps it close. I will say A&M has not been impressive in the trenches on either side of the mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if Alabama can get the run game going, I could see a situation where if you, they get up a couple scores early, then all of a sudden A&M's trying to throw, you get some turnovers, and Bama covers, you know, fairly easily just with the way that the game plays out. We'll see. Last week, Bama kind of went back to their roots a little bit. And we're just like, you want to know what? We'll run it 40 times if we have to. And we can. And Saban prefers to play that way. Yep. So I think, I don't know. I, I kind of lean Bama to cover it now that I talk myself through it. But I don't know. Love just this. the way these games seem to play out with Bama and AM, it, it just feels like it's always close. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know that's not like astute analysis, but Jimbo just kind of seems to have Saban's number in that regard. It does. Yes. Jake, I mean, talk to me. Even if Bryce Young doesn't play Jalen Milrow last week against uh, Arkansas was very impressive. Just the athleticism and speed uh, at quarterback. I mean, it's kind of like Jalen hurts at this point. I don't really know if I'm confident enough in, in him as a passer, but as Justin said, with this guy, Milrow, even if he plays, you can just run the ball. And I think that 24 is definitely in play. The 24 is so big. I really don't want to so take it, but I think man. that's what I would do. Okay, good. I love that. We're taking the uncomfortable pick. I love that because they've circled this. And I mean, they want to mm-hmm. humiliate and obliterate Jimbo. And they've been really banged up in the secondary. I mean, Antonio Johnson's like superhuman trying to keep that thing together the AM safety it's a lot of young corners and stuff and they're banged up and they might be in real trouble they might really get obliterated in this one if the stars align 
Um, Saban will talk them into, despite the fact that they're 24 point favorites because yes. they lost last year, he will they talk them into last year. people don't believe in you. Yes. You know, like they, they think A&M can come in here and show you like, look what people said all the country. You know, everyone's talking about Georgia now. Everyone's yeah. talking about their recruiting class. Right. You know, that Alabama's old news. Great. He loves point. this shit. And it's, it's with their backup quarterback, which allows him he, to talk into this even more. Now that I think about it, Last time, the la- let's just think the last couple of times Bama's had to go to their backup quarterback. Tua comes in the second half, wins them a natty, turns into like a, a Heisman favorite for two years. Mac Jones comes in and we're like, ah, shit, their season's over. Obliterate a Michigan defense that was full, full of NFL talents. Um and then Bryce comes in and is like aces right from off the bat, like doesn't even have to compete for the spot. So yeah, you and I mean, last week they looked just fine without Bryce. Mm-hmm. Okay, FSU, NC State, or anything else you got for me? FSU um, to me is like LSU. I can't really bet them. I hate them so much. Um, what is the line here? Yeah, let me find that for you because it, I think that's why I put it on here. It's a juicy line. And uh, it's State, minus three NC State. NC State's the higher ranked. I mean, it's again, this is if I could bet them, this would be written in the stars. Essentially, that Florida State plus three might be poised for the upside. Oh, man. Um, I know. Looks like Jordan Travis has actually been the more efficient quarterback than Leary at this point. Yeah, crazy. As you said, Dre, I don't, I, I've been hurt so much by Florida State the last five years or so that I just don't know if I'm that ready to jump on yet. Maybe after this one, I'm, I'd be willing to give me the Wolfpack minus three. Justin. I just, NC State has done so little to confirm the preseason height. I thought they were going to be pretty good. I thought they were going to be a sleeper in the ACC. They're still ranked. I get it. They're ranked right now. It's crazy. I know, but it, like, I, does anybody buy them as an actual contender in the ACC at this point? No. They lost to Clemson by 10 last week. That was kind of fun. True. These Clemson games the last two weeks have been fun. I'll take, I'll take them at home. I don't know. I don't know what side is the, the cheese side here. Who Can someone call up the book and ask the book, who does the book want me to bet on? Who's the book begging me to bet on? I think it's NC State. So I'll take FSU, but I hate it. I hate it. I'm not yeah. allowed to bet on FSU. I hate it. Um, the I hate picks of the week are TCU minus six and a half, Mississippi State minus nine, UCLA plus three and a half, USC minus 13, Bama minus 24, LSU plus three, and Florida State plus three. You hate every single one of those picks it might be genius. That might actually hit. It's so genius. So reverse psychology, um, reverse psychology. Don't be suckered into who the book wants you to bet. Go the other way. Um, always a pleasure and a joy fellas. So I, I forgot all about last night. Um, thank you as always. You mentioned it. I know. I know. I'm a dick like that. Um, have a great weekend. Go Rams. Big one against Nevada. Justin's got you covered from all angles. Jake has a coaching search. Like what? Yeah, man. He's a, he's talk about it. It's crazy. Barely a month into the job. We got some coaching searches. I mean, this is amazing. Stay tuned to our guys. They're always the best. 
You are always the best for listening to us, the NVR Draft Pod. Have a great week, and we out. <laughs>